Welcome to Card Slingers, coming to you coast to coast. Hi, I'm Jamie L. Ford from Portland, Oregon, representing the West Coast. I'm Melissa Sonova, speaking to you from the Midwest here in St. Louis. And I'm Hillary, the New Yorker. We're going to talk about what we like about the cards. And what we don't like. What we're learning. And what we're teaching. It's all about slinging them cards. Let's talk about you and Let's talk about all the good things and the bad things that make me. Let's talk about boundaries. Doesn't really work towards the end. <laughs> yeah, so today, guess what we're going to talk about, guys? Boundaries. We made her do it. We made her do it. You know, if you had thing. asserted your boundary and said no. Oh, oh. Okay. first of all, we all know that I'm a ham and I would have done it anyway. And I have control of the record button. So you're, you're roped into it by the time I hit record. Exactly. Okay. So we're going to talk about boundaries today. We're going to talk about them in three different places. Um, the first one we're going to talk about is personal boundaries. The second is professional boundaries. And the third is that kind of intermediary. I'm learning tarot and I don't know how much to charge or if I should be charging kind of thing that we've touched on in other podcasts, but it's a very like sensitive spot when a person is learning and they could very easily be taken advantage of. So that's why I wanted to touch personal boundaries first. And I dropped my pen to show emphasis because <laughs> if you have per- bad personal boundaries or like me, if you were in your twenties and I had never thought of them before, it's very easy for your professional boundaries to slide. If you are, it's maybe a maturity thing. I don't know. I certainly know that, I'm smarter than I was when I was 20. God, hope I hope so. At least I, I'm, I'm moving forward on the presumption that I've become smarter in the last 25 years. But, you know, I, I would just let people do stuff that today I would set fire to them with my eyes if they even thought about it. And I didn't always have, you know, the self-esteem I needed to stand up for myself or to just declare that this is what was going to happen. I didn't see the word no as a complete sentence, you know, and it took me 20 some years to figure that out. And all of those problems that I ran into were because I had terrible boundaries. And um, that is my problem. You know, it sucks that I wasn't taught how to do that, but you think I'd be a little faster on the pickup. So Hillary, what are your thoughts about your personal boundaries throughout the years? <laughs> well, I mean, I agree. I agree with you, especially like, let, let's go back to no as a complete sentence. I, it's such a, like everything that we're going to be talking about this episode is going to be infuriating for people that are just like, oh, well, that's simple. And it's just like, yes, but are you doing it? Mm-hmm. Which is like, oh no, I want it complicated and I want this and that, and I need a five or a 10 or a 15 step process. And it's just like, no, that's not it, it comes down to um, something that Brene Brown said in one of her books. I think it was Dare to Lead. Clear is kind. Unclear is unkind. Nice. Period. That And that is, I think, the very definition of the reason why we're talking about boundaries and the reason why people need boundaries. It's because it's not clear. And if you make it clear for somebody what is and isn't a boundary for you, there you go, you know, but like sometimes it's because of other people's expectations or even the expectations that we put on ourselves. Mm-hmm. That's when the boundary shit gets so hard because it might be 
expectations that are unexpressed or our own expectations that are unexpressed that are causing boundary issues for us. Like we're supposed to be nice, right? And I've quoted my friend Sarah (laughs) Benicasa, like probably in every book I've written because she said, there is a difference between being nice and being kind. Nice is when you sit on your hands and scream on the inside so you don't bother anyone. Kind is when you have boundaries for yourself and other people and you enforce your boundaries and they enforce theirs. And that is the clearest delineation of how I've been raising my kids. You know, was it kind? You don't have to be nice to people like you don't. And I thought, I wish that someone would have told me that, you know, at countless times during my life that you don't have to be nice to someone. You have to be respectful, you know, if they've earned it and you have to be kind to yourself and, you know, excuse yourself from their presence if you need to. Yeah. You don't have to be nice. Yeah. Nice is such a a difficult, difficult word. And I've come to find that nice is, you know, setting yourself on fire to keep other people warm Mm -hmm. and kind is way more like, hmm. The whole concept of being cruel to be kind, I don't get behind that, but I I get it. I get it a little bit more than I get the whole be nice to everyone and bend over backwards and take it up the ass, you know, and like smile and smile and (laughs) nod and turn the other cheek. And it's just like, "Mm, I don't think Jesus actually meant setting yourself on fire to keeping to keep other people warm. I don't think that's what he meant for turning the other cheek. I just really appreciate that you went in one full thought for him, take it up the ass to Jesus. And I just think that's really cool. Yes. So Jamie, how old were you, would you say, when you started identifying the, first of all, that you needed boundaries and what they were going to be? Uh, yesterday ago. And uh, I'm still learning. <laughs> yeah, no, me too. Today. I was today years yeah, old. Pretty much. I mean, yeah. like, Melissa, when you were asking that question, I'm sitting here just trying not to laugh because I still have issues with boundaries versus rules. Mm-hmm. I grew up in a family that didn't really have clear boundaries at all. We had rules. I can, you know, and this is something I started working with my counselor, my personal therapist a year ago. I mean, I've got a note right here, September 23rd, 2019, almost a year ago on what boundary versus rules is. And I'm not mm-hmm. sure if this is something she uh, found from a book because I don't have the site source, but this is from an email. This is what she gave me though. And this is the note that I've kept to try and remind me what is a boundary and what is a rule. More to the point, I think this distinction holds when you're talking about the difference between boundaries and rules. Boundaries are all about power over your own decisions. Mm. Rules are about power over other people's decisions. Sometimes boundaries can seem like rules. Like, I am not willing to be in a relationship with someone who lies about their sexual partners, for example, could be taken as a rule about someone else's behavior. But that's wrong. The boundary, like the one above, only states what you are willing to do. The other person can do whatever you want or whatever they like. You're simply controlling your own body and destiny. So it's intent kind of matters here. If it's something that you are going to conduct in your own life and how you are going and what you're going to accept in your world, it's a boundary. A rule is something that you enforce on somebody else. Yeah. I never learned that. I really, yeah. Yeah. First of all, I love that you have that there. I think it's fantastic. So I have this really great example and thank you for sharing that because Mm -hmm. holy crap, 
mind blown. So when I was younger, I was kind of, I, I was called a bad influence by some of my friends, it, it, whatever, like I enjoyed myself. And, uh, and I remember like last year I went to a party with my husband and this girl was sitting there and she could have been me at 22. Like she was loud and <clears throat> not afraid of drinking whiskey and was clearly having a great time. And I'm sitting across from her 20 years after being who she was thinking this chick is exhausting and adorable. <laughs> and she really, she, she kept like, we should hang out and we should do this. And like, I'm old and I already have all of the friends I'm going to have. I'm not accepting new applications um, for friends. And, but it just occurred to me that I have to draw this boundary because I don't, not that I didn't like her. I thought she was fucking delightful <clears throat> and charming, but she was exhausting. And I was like, would I rather sit at home and put together a jigsaw puzzle and talk to my cats or go out and like drink and do stuff that I enjoyed 20 years ago? And I, I, I drew a very clear boundary and I was very kind to her, but there was no swapping numbers or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that even 10 years ago, I would have had the confidence to do that. Yeah, so, there's stuff that yeah. I don't even have the confidence of. Like, part of what I've been learning to do is how to rewrite my rules. Like, you know, if somebody asks me for something and I worked really hard on that, it's like, the rule is, no, you can't have this. The boundary is, I worked really hard on this and it's not for sale or it's yeah. not mm-hmm. for handing out. Yep. You know, so it there's a lot, you know, again, I'm 46 years old, folks, and I still have issues distinguishing between clear boundaries, what are good boundaries. And I do know that, Basically, you run into your boundaries like they are a, a wall or a trigger. Yeah. Like if somebody tells me something or, you know, wants me to do something and I start grumbling about it, it's like, oh, that's a boundary. I just hit that boundary and I just bounced off of that. And then I go and I write it down in a notebook somewhere saying the boundary is don't ask me for this or don't, right. you, know, you know, don't usurp my decisions because you want something from me or because I'm the only one you have. So it's no wonder that since we're all like learning still about what our boundaries are, that our professional boundaries have shifted like seriously in since we started, because I used to do readings, like people would text me, are you free for a reading? I'm like, yeah, no problem. You could just PayPal me later. And I would allow that. You, oh, I know the faces you guys are making are fabulous. <laughs> um, I make the horrified look on my face. I used to believe that there was such a thing as an emergency tarot reading, and there's just not. Because at some point, you just have to make a decision and tarot readings be damned. I would think the only emergency tarot reading would be if somebody legitimately cut themselves really severely on cards. And then in any case, it's not the reader who's going to do the bandaging. It's a doctor. It's the emergency services. The emergency is that you just ruined your cards too. Like, Jesus. But like, I, I, I thought that I had to explain why I wasn't a bad person if somebody wasn't comfortable with tarot cards. Like that was my job. You know, I thought that I had to be accommodating if somebody couldn't afford my rates. I thought that I had to do a reading for somebody who wanted one just because I didn't want them to think tarot readers were, were bad people. Right. So there was this whole performative aspect where I had zero boundaries because I just wanted people to not think I was a weirdo. Well, the cat's out of the bag guys. (laughs) And I am a weirdo. Really? You You hide it so well. I don't want (laughs) to, I know, I know, I know the tattoos cover (laughs) it up. Um, So where, where do you think, 
Now, and, and this is like specifically for younger tarot readers. Mm-hmm. Like, let's address them or newer tarot readers. I shouldn't say younger. What boundaries, Hillary, are you glad that you have now? Um, well, I, I went to a book to quote from Brene Brown. Sorry. They, I'm nerd. a nerd. Um, but it comes down. Okay. So boundaries is making clear, setting boundaries is making clear what's okay and what's not okay and why. You know, I kind of disagree with the, the why part. I don't think you have to explain your boundaries. I think, I think sometimes ex- Maybe depending on the relationship. Depending on the relationship. So I'm going to put the, I'm going to put the book away, but that was from Dare to Lead. It's very. I like that. I I honestly think you don't need, nobody, you don't, nobody needs to know why you've got the boundary unless they're learning about boundaries like me. You know, sometimes I will ask why, and that's only because I want to know what, you know, again, the distinguishment between rule and boundary, but. It could just be because my kids are teenagers and now I say, no, that's not okay. And they're like, why, why can't I? But it up. Yeah. So I feel like But that's more for children, personal versus right. professional. But professionally, nobody, you know, your clients really don't need to know right. what's going on and why right. you set that. That's so, true. That's true. It just so, it, it is. You know, is like I is. mean, I think it's interesting because I feel like I'm very solid on my professional boundaries as a tarot reader, but I'm not as solid with my personal boundaries. And it's something I'm working on now. Because it it to me, it's just it's almost easier for me to set professional boundaries rather than personal boundaries. Because when we're getting into personal boundaries, it's just like, you're wait, wait a minute. I, I can say no to my mom. I can say no to my sister. I can say no to like my dearest yeah. friend in the entire world. And the answer is, yeah, yeah, you freaking can, you know? And you mm-hmm. probably should. Right, more often. right. <laughs> like saying no is not like, we need to get this concept out of our heads that saying no to people is a bad thing. In fact, like it's it's probably far kinder to say no if it's not a hell yes because mm-hmm. walking mm-hmm. back from something that you've already agreed to and realize that you're now overstretching yourself because of it that's a much more difficult conversation rather than saying no in the first place and consider if i'd gone out to have drinks with this girl and 10 minutes in i would have been like this was a terrible idea yeah. you know yeah. or like i I had this this friend advise, this businessman, sales guy, acquaintance of mine. He was like, if you don't want to do something, double your price. And if they pay it anyway, go do it. And I was like, yeah, that's right. So someone wanted me to do a tarot party, which I haven't done in years. And I was like, okay, fine. It's $500. And they went, great. We'll see you on the 22nd. And I went, fuck. <laughs> Come but, on, you, but you're man. making it worth you're making it worth the wire. I mean, I've done that with my editing, my personal editing practice, where if I don't want to take on a client, I will make it extravagant, ten thousand dollars yeah, for I a guess. three pass edit. You know, and that hundred million dollars. I mean, dollars. but you do. I mean, and Hill, you're right. It is easier in your professional practice to set clearer boundaries because they're either written quote unquote, in your, in your job description. And you can, if it's not in my box, I'm not going to play in that in your <laughs> litter box, you know, so to speak, you know, where it's just easier to do in professional than personal right. stuff. Like um, for me, it's, you know, things like every day I wake up and I figure out what my energy level is, you know, is my asthma coming in or my allergy is going to bug me or am I sick? And then I decide from there, what's my capacity? Do I have enough energy to be able to take on 20 readings? Mm-hmm. 20 hours, but, you know, for me in my private private practice, but can I do X readings? Can I do X edits? Can I, 
you know, like right now in the pandemic, it takes me three to four hours to write 2000 words where normally it takes me two, uh, two hours to do. So it's mm-hmm. how much, you know, energy and expansion. And then from there you set your yeah. boundaries, either you pick up your clients the way you want to, or you, you know, for me as a freelance writer, it's like, well, I would love to help you with that work. However, my partner's just come out of surgery and right. I need to spend three weeks not doing anything. So if you can wait that long, great. If not, go find another author or somebody. I wonder why that. that is, why it's so much easier for us to set our professional boundaries now that we know we can. Right. And I think yeah. that's kind of the, the last thing I wanted to touch on is that I think that new readers should feel like they, they have as much control over their, their schedules and their permissions and their no yes. as we do from the go, because I can't tell you how many bad things I had to unlearn bad habits. I had to unlearn mm-hmm. like, if someone were today to run into me at a party and say, oh my God, I told my friend you do readings. Why don't you go read for them? The, the answer that I would give today would be like, you can book me on my website. Yeah. And it's 125 bucks. And then I would make finger guns at them. But 20 years ago or even 10 years ago, I'd have been like, okay, no yeah, problem. I mean, I'd, I'd like to circle, because, yeah. circle back to, you know, when when I was first reading tarot, I mean, you're gonna read for your friends. That's a very natural thing to mm-hmm. do. Um, but when you start to, if you have the the wherewithal or the will to read professionally instead of just continuing to read for your friends, you're gonna have this uncomfortable conversation with your friends. And that is a part of boundary setting too, where you're saying like, thank you so much for being my guinea pig. I really appreciate it. Um, but now I'm, I'm moving into a professional practice of this. So here are my new rates. Um, I would love for you to stay on it as a client, but if you don't want to, I understand, Doing that is so much kinder and you will have more friendships intact if you want them to mm-hmm. rather than just letting it go or being vague or sucking it up and, and bringing your cards with you to go get drinks or to go get dinner or whatever, because I actually lost my best friend because of that, because I was not strong enough to say like, Hey, you know, I would really appreciate it if you told me these things about your life instead of keeping it from me, knowing that I am a better tarot reader, not knowing a situation. And that's actually what happened with my best friend and I. She didn't tell me anything that was going on in her life as a friend because she wanted a reading about it. And she knew that's how I worked best. So it was really heartbreaking to find out that you know, a friendship that I had for years since I was a child came down to the fact that Mm -hmm. I wasn't willing to exert my boundary and say, hey, you know, like, I'd like to go out to dinner with you. And I'd I'd like to, you know, actually have a conversation with you instead of, hey, can you pull out your cards? Yeah. Yeah. I've seen people have to do the same with like social media where, you know, like, I don't, I don't allow any of my, my blood fam- my adoptive family in my, my feet, my Facebook feed anymore. And a lot of my other friends keep their work and their family away from their Facebook feeds, or they create a new pro- profile, or they say like my Twitter feeds for family, my Facebook feeds for clients, et cetera, et cetera. 
So again, I mean, that's also kind of boundaries, especially when you're looking into getting into professional, you might have to set up a professional Facebook page or something. And then from there, you need to figure out whether or not you're going to allow friends, coworkers, et cetera, you know, what, what, the, mm-hmm. what the rings or the levels of management, social engagement you're going to have. On that's actually sites. excellent. Okay. So I did this um, like seven or eight years ago. I purged everybody that I'd never met in person and who I would never feel comfortable leaving with my kids, right? Those were my two parameters. And I purged like a bajillion people. And um, I'm very critical about who I allow in. So what has been helpful to me, and it might be helpful to um, our four listeners, um, is that I have tiers now. I have uh, tier one friends. Boom. This is, uh, I will text you at three in the morning if I'm sad. Uh, I could absolutely trust you with my children. Um, it doesn't matter how long it's been since I've talked to you. We're still going to pick it up just like you were here yesterday, right? Mm-hmm. These are my level one friends. They have all access clearance. Um, level two friends are friends that I love, but we don't hang out that much and we're kind of okay with that. Any drop of drama that comes into any any kind of relationship, they immediately go to level three because I, can't, <laughs> I cannot deal You have with been downgraded. I'm You're like, now at the llama class. Somebody actually emailed me asking if I had gossip about another prominent tarot reader. And I was like, oh, bitch, you don't know me at all. I don't gossip. Go fuck yourself. So I was, eh, we're done. But um, <laughs> I, I don't, I, in, in that way, in my personal life, I know who I can count on. And I don't have to, like, sometimes people slip down a tear and that's okay because we lose friends all the time. It happens. But I, I have a clear idea of who I, who I can talk to. Who's, who's my people for this crisis? Who are my people for this you know, situation? Who would be great at a birthday party? Like that's tier two all the way. But I think professionally, when, when you're transitioning from a personal reader into a professional reader, you have to start making those, like Jamie and Hillary said, you have to start making those delineations early and stick to your guns or else it gets fucking weird. And you're going to be trotted out at the next like cocktail hour as the tarot monkey. And you have never said anything before about not wanting to do that. So it's a really awkward and weird conversation to have in the middle of the party where you're like, suddenly for the first time in 12 years, I don't feel like it. (laughs) Pay me, bitch. Yeah. So, yeah. So I think that we've hit on all of the stuff. There's also things you can do, like sometimes creating your ethical page mm, or if yes. you have oh, yeah. of ethics or like, oh. or delineating the things like, these are the ratings I will do. These are the ratings I will try. Sometimes I will say, you know, when somebody comes to me with a health thing, I will have a, my standard disclaimer of I'm not a doctor, I'm not a lawyer, you know, this is for fun. However, let's listen to your claim and see if there is some new information the cards can give you. But it's still one of those where some readers might not want to read for drunk people or vice versa or while drinking, et cetera, et cetera. And it's okay to, you know, list that stuff on your page because, again, it's meeting the expectations. Having boundaries is telling people what you can and cannot do or will or will mm-hmm. not provide. In you can even have a prof- uh, professional reading page, a personal, if you're my friend, here's what I'm willing to do for you as a reader. Mm. You know, if you want type of thing, you can even have, I mean, it doesn't have to be published anywhere. You can just write down the things you'll do for your friends, mm-hmm. the things you won't do for them, or the prices or anything. You could come up with any sorts of tiered, um, who's he, what's it, you know, like structure for your businesses. Yeah, yeah that's 
Such a great idea, Jane. And they can be changed. Remember, you don't have to, I mean, you know, sometimes they can be written in stone throughout your entire career and sometimes they'll change. Like Melissa said, um, she doesn't do parties anymore. You know, I'm, I, I've done parties in the past. I, I don't know if I'm going to do them in the future just because of the pandemic, but you know, I, I, you know, I, I've done parties up, the pandemic up until this year. Yeah. yeah. So again, that's another boundary. Do you, or will you not do event style no, readings? Do, do you, or do you not do in-person readings? I mean, talking about, yeah. talking about the pandemic and you'd be surprised folks, how many people have been like, well, when are you going to do in-person readings again? And it's just like, and I'm, no like I'm like, I'm like, um, <laughs> maybe never again, <laughs> you know, like this yeah. is the <laughs> motherfucker asked me and I'm like I haven't done in-person readings for four years and you're rolling up in me in the middle of a pandemic to see if I'll meet you at coffee like at a coffee house no No, I fucking won't I wouldn't have before the pandemic but now I super won't um but no big no (laughs) so so yeah these are you know some of the new things that a lot of us readers didn't have to think about before a pandemic you know like you know saying in-person readings. I mean, I know some of us like in-person readings, a lot of us don't, and therefore Zoom or the in-phone um, or email readings are still just as valid as in-person. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. And so, and learning, you know, um, I, in our previous episode, we um, talked a little bit about learning your strengths and, and delivery methods and what you prefer to do. And I think um, that kind of goes hand in hand with your boundary setting. What are you willing to do? What are you not willing to do? Whether you do health readings or not. Um, and that whole... Um, for entertainment purposes only, like that's as much to protect protect the reading, like your clients, as much as it is yourself. You know, like this is for entertainment mm-hmm. purposes only. It's not only for entertainment purposes only, but it's more to cover the fact that we are not lawyers, doctors, <laughs> right. et cetera, yeah. et cetera. And in St. Louis, like it was illegal to do fortune telling, so you had to put that. Like there's places where it's still illegal, but. Yeah, I I don't know. I think I think you guys both made some excellent points, and um, and I hope that if this podcast does anything for folks who are new to tarot, it's that you get to decide what you do with your tools. You do, and the faster you decide, uh, at least a structure of what those boundaries are going to look like, the happier you're going to be, and the less people you're piss off at family gatherings. <laughs> so, last thing. The last thing I'm going to add in is that I'm, um, this is Jamie, I have four books in my reading pile. Two of them I've read, two of them are on my reading list. Four boundaries. I'm going to put these four books down in the show notes. I'm also going to include Hillary's uh, Dare to Lead book that she's recommended and talked about earlier in in this cast. Because again, (laughs) boundaries are that weird thing. So, oh, we're also going to put Codependent More No More because codependency and boundaries and just interpersonal relationships all go hand in hand. So reading is important. And the more you can read even books, uh, you know, of all types, you know, about all this is going to help you understand your boundaries and give you the better language to clearly state that to others so that you can learn to say, fuck off, no, or I will not do that (laughs) in a million years. 
I love how Jamie's like, I have one more thing to say. <laughs> I think was it. So no. <laughs> we need to brainstorm the title of this episode, but it's just like learning how to say fuck off. <laughs> I was just going to, th- I, I have it as shields up, learning boundaries. Yeah, I like it. Or that too. So there you go. I'm going yeah. to say subtitle, Everybody. subtitle, learn when and when and why you're saying fuck off to someone. <laughs> there you go. No is a complete sentence. Love us. That we'll see you next time. All right. Take care. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us uh, at Cardslingers Coast to Coast. You can check out more episodes at cardslingerscc.podbeam.com. And please send us your questions at cardslingerscc at gmail.com. We'll see you next time.